what, what was that about family again? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and Mark is moving his camera. Sorry, I had, uh, I had it and I lost it. I know. That's, okay. that's fine. All that's right. okay. Oh. Mark's moving his camera. Mine's freezing, so we're gonna have a good show. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I'm embracing the whole Murphy's Law thing. Yeah. So if, if things go awry, that's fine. That's just yeah. how it is. But for everyone else out there who's watching, welcome. It's another episode of Spilling Ink. We are the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. How's everyone doing today? Good, good. I wish the warm weather would come, though. I mean, it's, it's like in the mid-50s out here. It's a little chilly. I will trade you because I'm like burning to death already here in the desert. I'll trade you. Yeah. You <laughs> come out here and it's the high 30s at night and you're like. <laughs> oh. Is it still snowing too? No, it's not okay. snowing. It's not snowing at the beach. <laughs> well, see, you still have the beautiful view though. You can open your windows yeah. and see. The yes. beauty out there, even if you're still, you know, bundling up inside. Yes, yes. And the sky is blue. The ocean's out there. It's really quite nice. So, it's, and, and don't you have a fireplace? Yeah, we have a little fireplace in here that, you know, we click on and it <laughs> makes the <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that, that's like perfection right there. The view, the fire, cozy yeah. up on the couch. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I live in the seventh circle of hell, so <laughs> I'm closing yeah. all the windows and got every fan on around me. <laughs> well, you can always come visit. I've always extended that. <laughs> Getting on the plane as soon as I can. <laughs> and he right. just got some snow. Joe says it's 94, and the, yep, he's in California. Yep, he's so, in yeah. California. It's, it's Mark, how about you? What's it like where you're at? I mean, I'm in Northern California, so weather's pretty good. <laughs> that was a, a little hot today, so I had to get some uh, boba. <laughs> All right, what flavor do you get? Uh, something sweet. I like fruit, uh, so whatever uh, uh, tickles my fancy. My uh, my kids love the popping pearls. So anytime we go to get boba, they don't want the boba. They want the really? popping pearls in their drink. They absolutely I don't, I don't like those. I like the regular boba, which apparently there's a shortage of. So I'm as well get it now. Crap. I need to get some more then. <laughs> My daughter got me addicted to it. I remember the first time I tried it, I was like, what the hell? I, I don't want to chew my drink. And then afterwards, it was like a weird addiction. All of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, that's really good. Let's get another yeah. one. <laughs> Does it like hydrate you or is it just just like? They're, they're like little chewy tapioca pearls, which are flavorless by themselves. But when you put them in a drink, they kind of soak up the flavor of the drink they're in. So if you put okay. it in something that you really like, it, it's kind of just like taking on that flavor but it's an extra dimension to the drink okay you never no. had boba before no it's just it's just bubble tea with the yeah, tapioca so okay. some kind of flavored tea with tapioca in it and that's boba well i don't drink tea so that's probably uh, i don't drink tea okay. i don't drink coffee so this oh. psychoness <sighs> is natural <laughs> It's no wonder you kill people in your stories. <laughs> I do have caffeine, but it's in V8 energy, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never was a fan of the V8s. No, not the, the not like the blueberry uh, pomegranate. I never actually tried the fruit ones. I, I remember trying the, the tomato juice one yeah. and going, oh my yeah, God, no, why no, would no, anyone no. torture themselves the with The tomato stuff? juice is not, yeah, no, no. The blueberry pomegranate is just a fruit juice. It's okay. like a fruit juice with energy in it. Oh, well, and add the, the energy and I'm there. Not, <laughs> the dog is not happy. <laughs> All right, well, before we get too off track here, let's take a moment to pay homage to our sponsor, Go Indie Now. Hello everybody, I am Joe Compton and welcome to our channel, Go Indie Now. This is the place that celebrates indie artists and indie art. And we do so by producing several shows that either air on daily, weekly, monthly, or seasonal scheduling. And within those shows, we aim to educate 
and entertain you. If you're, if you're an indie artist who's trying to figure out how to do this, this is the place you need to be. If you're an indie artist who's looking to promote and doesn't have any avenues and, and is tired of the grind, this is the place to be. Just remember, it's always time to go indie now. That's right. Always time to go Always indie now. Time. And if you missed it last night, you need to go check out Go Indie Now's channel because we did the monthly news report last night. And there was a lot of good stuff that we talked about that is happening within the indie sphere. So if you are an indie author, uh, indie author I can talk, or an artist, you want to be checking that out monthly because we do talk about all of the important issues. So there's my plug. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> All right. On to the show. We have Mark Johnson back again. It's been a while since you've been on our show. Yes, it's uh, been many years. <laughs> what have you been doing to catch up? Um, still writing. Uh, I have a kid now. Got Congratulations. Married. Congratulations. And you tired as all hell. So. That's normal when you have kids. Yeah, sleep deprivation. It's It's, you know. It's part of the job. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really hit me till I like sit down for a few minutes. And then and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh -huh. The moment you stop moving, you're like, and oh, what was I doing? <laughs> Children and writing. Yeah. <laughs> they both kind of suck it out of you. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I remember when my littlest one was, um, was just a little baby and I would take every moment I could when she was just being calm and just kind of laying in her boppy pillow and I'd put her alongside of me on the couch and I'd have my, my laptop in front of me and I would type as much as I could in between moments of her needing stuff. And that was kind of how I, I got, uh, oh, what, she, what series was I working on then? I think it was the end of the Chronicles of the Uprising series. I was finishing that up when she was a baby. I, I just stay up, up really late yeah. and then wake up intermittently in the night and then wake up early to go to the gym or go to work. And yeah, it's it's an it. evil cycle. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You make it work. That's that's the name of the game. So what are you working on right now? Um, no, Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> why, why am I here? No. I'm about to start an outline for my next book. Um I think I want to call it Breathless. I'm not Ooh, sure. I like that. Oh, I like uh, that. Yeah, I just wrapped up Fading, which will be up for pre-order soon. Um, as soon as I get the new uh, redesigned covers. Because I uh, I wrote a book called Ghosting a couple years I ago. I saw the cover for that. That is freaking oh. awesome. I love that cover. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I, it was just a standalone story. And then I decided to write Fading, and they took place in the same world. So kind of like how Marvel comics were, or I guess, um, what's his name? George R. R. Martin's other series, Wild Cards. Mm -hmm. I just decided to, you know, make a oh, shared world. So I had to read, uh, do the covers. But you can read them in any order. It doesn't oh, matter. Good. That's really yeah. cool. And the, the branding, yeah, once you, you've got something in similar series, definitely want that branding on point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm terrible at branding and selling books. Do you, know, <laughs> you create your own covers, or do you no, work with a cover artist? I, I hire I hire people to do things I can't, or they can do them better. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's so much has changed since I've been on this show. Like, I kind of. I'm half tempted to watch your news thing because I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Is that yes, wrong? Yes, lean into that temptation. But uh, yeah, you're right. It, everything changes. Uh, you know, even in uh, the last couple of years, things have changed so much and there's new methods to doing things. Uh, one of the things we talked about on the show last night was, and I'm so happy about it, Amazon finally recognized that EPUB was the dominant ebook format. And so now they are kind of phasing out the Mobi format. And they have it in their knowledge base right now that as of, it's either June or July, but it's happening over the summer, they're going to stop accepting the Mobi format in uploads. And they're only gonna be accepting the, uh, they'll still accept Word, uh, but they'll be accepting EPUB, which they already are, and then their KPF format, which I can't stand. Oh, see, I wouldn't have known this until I tried to upload something and then it's like, no longer accept Mobi. Like, oh. well, see, and okay. for me as a formatter, 
I'm so happy because I always hated having to make this beautiful EPUB and then kind of dumb it down to the Mobi format because Mobi didn't do the same things that EPUB could. It didn't have the same functionality. So I would have to make this beautiful EPUB and then tell my clients, okay, this will work on this, 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 and this website, but you're gonna have to use this file for Amazon, sorry. Is, was there a difference? I never, I format mm -hmm. my own books and I'm like, I would test them out in whatever preview, but what were, what were the differences? Uh, Some of like the very simple differences are like anchor points with images. In an EPUB, you can anchor your images to fit within like blocks of text. It didn't have to be in between stuff, but Mobi didn't have the same ability. So you had to anchor like an image between a block of text so that it would just kind of show up in the center of something. Okay. And then with EPUBs, you can actually like, I, I specify on images, like if it's a full screen image, I will specify in the EPUB that it's gonna take maybe 75% of the height and then auto on the width. So that way, any screen that that image shows up on, it will automatically fit 75% height and then the width that, that matches that. Whereas before it was just kind of, you get what you get. Hmm. Okay. So I, I love the functionality of an EPUB because it works a lot smoother and a lot easier across multiple platforms because you're not just reading your ebook on a tablet. I read ebooks on my computer. So you've got the big screen on the computer versus the tablet. Some people read them on their phones and you want it to be able to smoothly translate across all of those different platforms. When, when does this stop? Um, right now they're already accepting EPUBs. So no, no, but you, when's the Mobi shutdown? It's over the summer. I can't remember if it okay. was June or July, but if okay. you look in their knowledge base, it's in there. They, okay, they I'll have to, I'll have to remember it. that because I, I tend to upload, you know, create it and make it pretty. I actually do make it pretty <laughs> and they then will, upload it. They'll give you the warning when you upload it that they would prefer okay. that file format. And that's okay. the other thing. EPUBs, you could embed the font that you want Yes. And it will use your font and it also still give the enhanced options of using their fonts that are pre-installed. Mm -hmm. But if you were to upload, let's say uh, a Mobi, it defaults to the Kindle fonts, no matter what mm -hmm. you've put in. And I've seen like with a client, I had a really pretty font that they wanted me to embed on their cover page, on their title page. And when they showed me what happened with the Mobi when they uploaded it, it was like alien symbols. Ooh. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> The, the fact that they're now accepting it makes my life so much easier yes. and, and really gives, you know, the clients the ability to have that prettier format. True. Yeah. Cause I have both, I have both formats on, you know, for everything and, you know, EPUB goes everywhere except for Amazon. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it's like, so. you know, it's the, the laser disc versus uh, Blu-ray kind of thing with yeah. the dominant format finally won and Amazon mm -hmm. has conceded. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Now they still do their Kindle Create, which I hate mm -hmm. as a formatter. I cannot stand the Kindle Create platform because yeah. it doesn't create a file you can play with. Right. It creates a package file that you upload the package to Amazon and they finish it up for you. So you, you don't get an accurate representation of what you're oh. going to see until after it's been uploaded. It kind of sucks. Yeah. And it's not as, as, as user-friendly. I mean, the the HTML coding that, that EPUB basically uses, once you get the hang of it, you can kind of read it. Mm -hmm. Theirs, I can't read. Mm -hmm. I did not, did not know any of that. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, it I'm changes. Your brain. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's so much changes. Like, I don't know. I, I gave up trying to keep up with yeah. it all. So, and I then mean, I don't. I don't like the way things are now in the publishing world, to be honest, the yeah. world. How so? So I, I don't know. I don't know if any of you game. Um, okay. I don't. No boba or gaming? Wow. So. <laughs> All right, get your son on here. <laughs> I'm a little old, okay? Right here. I'm never too old to game. So there's a term. There's a term in gaming called pay for play. Yeah. Um, where you have to like, if you want to get the full game, the experience, you gotta have to pay or to keep up with whoever you're playing against. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that indie publishing is now, or publishing in general is now that, but no one, no, authors don't seem to mind, which is really bizarre. Because gamers are like, oh, I'm not paying for anything. 
even though they, they do. Um, but, just talking about that with the Kindle Vela thing. Yeah, well, the Kindle well, Vela. Well, it's not. It's not just that. I found like just getting exposure, like advertisements and everything. Because mm -hmm. I was I was going through my old emails. That's kind of why I emailed you guys again. I was like, oh yeah, I enjoyed the show and I was on it. Um, a lot of like book vloggers and stuff. They're all gone. And like every time I go on Amazon and shop, it's who, what do I see? I see the books with ads. Mm -hmm. And then even my former editor, she told me when she started writing full time, she spends an insane amount of time like on advertising and budget. And like, I know other writers do too. And I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not about that. You know, I like to write and I don't mind a little marketing and advertising, but I don't want to keep up with the Joneses. I'm just not that type of guy. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. The the pay to play system has gone crazy because uh, BookBub went from being a few years ago, just the pay to be in their newsletter platform to now paying to be an ad in their newsletter on top of trying to be in their yeah. newsletter. Right. Uh, you have Google ads, Facebook ads, Twitter ads, Instagram ads. Uh, which ones am I missing here? Amazon ads. I mean, every yeah. platform has some kind of ad platform that you should be using if you want to get in front of people. And even Facebook itself, if you yeah. have a page and you want your people to that like your page yeah. to actually see what you post, you have to boost it and pay yeah. money. So, what the hell? <laughs> well, I don't get why. I'm, I know I don't keep up with what's going on in the writer's world or whatever. But why did no one throw a hissy fit? Like, it doesn't seem to be, oh, I'll just pay. That seems to be the thing. You know, I'll just pay. Like, people get upset. Their dollars don't add up to their ad impressions or whatever. But no one, like, there's something wrong with the system. But everyone seems to be playing by it. So why should they change it? Well, it's, see, that's the thing. Because then you've got authors yeah. that are doing really good now sell their systems for how to do good. So they're, like, making more money off of that. And the authors that want to be as good as this author you know sales wise they buy into it so yeah. it's just a it's a very big grand pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's and, why and, I, no one knows who i am and i don't sell any books oh. <laughs> no, i do okay at conventions but you know I'm, I'm conventions online. haven't been there for a year oh, God, yeah. yeah yeah i miss them actually so yeah but there are still grassroots options out there. And, really? and for the, the authors that take advantage of the grassroots options, they can definitely work them to their advantage. You know, like uh, with the newsletter, newsletter, the direct line of communication to your readers. If you are diligent about your newsletter and you sign up for, let's say, MailChimp, I think gives you 2,000 subscribers before they start charging you. If you're yeah. diligent with your newsletter and you call all the people who are not participating, you can keep under 2000 for quite a while and not have to pay to use the platform, but still get the features. So well, you, you have to I learn how to game the well, system. Mailer, Mailer Lite isn't bad either. So well, yeah, but how do you get those? Like I started a newsletter and that's kind of the reason why I stopped blogging. I like use my newsletter. It's, it's just easier and I'm lazy, but how do you get... <laughs> I'm terrible. Bad, bad advice. Don't listen to me, people. Not, like, how do you get <laughs> newsletter subscribers? Is my thing. Like, okay. story pay, origin. Yeah. Make ads. Story origin. Story yep. origin. Now, story origin does have a pay platform now. Yeah. But their their payment is much cheaper than I think the next two tiers, which is Book Funnel and Prolific Works. Yeah. And you can still use the free option for some basic stuff. So the way that we have been using Story Origin for years is you build your site or you build your profile, you put your books in there, and then you submit your books to other group promos. Yeah. So that way when you're sending out your newsletter, you're agreeing to put their book in your newsletter as they're going to put your they're going to put your book in their newsletter too. So it's cross promos. Yeah. And if I they click I on your book and download yeah. the freebie that you put in there, they have to sign up for your newsletter. So it should build the subscriber base. Right. Okay, I think I did use them, but they're now pay. You guys are telling Yeah. But it's, it's like $5 a month, yeah. which is that's way boba. That's a, well, not, not this boba. This is a large, but there you you go. Know, one less boba, <laughs> one less yeah. boba. You can do it. <laughs> Click feedback, people. Do not listen to that advice. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah. Anita says the same thing. Work the MailChimp free system. Yeah. Yeah. Call your list from people who are not participating. If they haven't opened two of your last emails, they're gone. Get them out of there. <laughs> and you'll keep under the 2000 and you'll stay free. And the people who are actually on your list are going to be the ones that are actually participating that you want to reach. Right. So yeah, yeah I think gaming the system, but we have to do that in this day and age now because it is pay to play. So we yeah. have to figure out the most cost-effective ways to play. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right now, for me, Mail or Light is the most cost-effective. It's ten dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And Anita yeah. also makes a good point here yeah. too. Facebook groups. Yeah. There are tons of Facebook groups that you can say, "Hey, let's do some newsletter swaps," and they will swap with you. Yep. Same exactly. premise. Get people on your newsletter. That way you get your list built up and then start culling every month. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to try some. I got a few subscribers, I guess. I'm try that. Although I, I say that and I'm really <laughs> bad about it. I'm like, but they opened it two months ago. Maybe they'll open the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't called my list in a while. But oh, I, got a, I got a question for you guys. What's your average... Like, what's your percentage for people that open uh, your newsletter? If you don't mind sharing. I think it's like, is it 20 to 30% is the, the average okay. average? That's what I, that's what mine is, 25 to 30. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I haven't sent out a letter in a while. Uh, <laughs> I've been really bad. I just I, do it once a month. I send it, I send it out and I don't look at <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then if you have a blog, like with Blogger, yeah. So you set the automation to your, your MailChimp yeah. so that it automatically takes it and creates a post from it that sends oh, okay. to your newsletter. So it's like oh, even nice. more set it and forget it. Like you just yeah. automate everything. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I started back on my blog because I, I hadn't been posting any of my releases or anything. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's the one thing you should. That's yeah. Yeah. Plus, I'm no longer on Twitter, so so uh, I'm, I'm you know, narrowing Twitter. my narrowing my face, narrowing my you know my audiences and stuff because you know Twitter, I had set it and forget it stuff. You you growing. have set it forget it on Twitter because I like a bunch of your stuff all the time and share a bunch of your stuff and I know it's on a cycle. It, it hasn't notes. been it hasn't been going for at least two months. So no, it's I, still growing. It is. It's still going. I shared something just yesterday. Twitter is where I go to play. Like Facebook yeah, is where I live, but Twitter is where I go to like screw off and like just oh my god, what craziness is being sent out there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I still have a Twitter. <laughs> I yeah, it's still that. going. Okay. I right. share spilling ink all the time, which is yeah, great. I know I do. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. I've got to figure that out. <laughs> In fact, I just shared. I think it was like yesterday. Your your tweet about our shared book series came yeah. out. Yep, I have that. <laughs> oh, oh damn! I thought I was off the platform, but apparently I'm not. That's no. that's, that's really but, funny. <laughs> but learning how to automate a lot of stuff does like take that stress off of you. Yes. So, for instance, you know, like I said, with the automations with your blogger. So you set your blog as what you you want to write every month, mm -hmm. and then you take that RSS feed over to Mailchimp, plug it in, mm -hmm. and create a template. And every time you post your blog, it submits that and sends it out to your newsletter uh, subscribers as a new newsletter. Mm -hmm. So you've you've killed two birds with one stone at that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad I I'm still tweeting. <laughs> I, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I go to Twitter just to play. I no one should ever take me seriously on Twitter anymore because I am there just to screw around. <laughs> I got my nice big green wig and everything too. Mm, okay. <laughs> the, the acid green wig picture with the tiara. That's my profile picture on Twitter. So okay. Oh, you're right there. Don't take me seriously on Twitter. <laughs> so Mark, where where are you out there in the social media world? <laughs> I mean, I have a Facebook. Uh, I mostly post like Star Trek memes. Mm. I don't know. Or, and then I got like I got Twitter. But like uh, Katie, I just use it for fun. So yeah. basketball, comics, video games, movies, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I, I talk a lot. Of, 
you but have right. to have the playful place. I think because social <laughs> media has become, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, social media has become work. Mm -hmm. And without like a, a kind of place to enjoy it, it feels like, oh, I got to check this page. I got to check that page. Got to send this link and that. Like I needed a place that was just to go play. Well, lately I've just been posting pretty pictures, books, you know, um, you know, some things in between because I just have been so saturated with, with the negativity and I'm yeah. trying to stay away from that. <laughs> well, shouldn't all social media be play? Because it's, it's yeah, social, it's right? That's what I don't understand. Like when I'm hanging out with a group of friends, I don't be, I'm not like, hey, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Let's talk about right. work stuff or whatever. I'm like, that stuff bores me. It's yeah. supposed to be. But so, it's become work because in order to be in the public view, you have to have a persona and you can't have, you have to watch what you say, you have to watch what you do because you could potentially turn readers off. So mm -hmm. social media becomes kind oh. of, um, it, it is an extension of work because you have to watch what you're saying if you're posting anything about your books because you mm -hmm. don't want to turn a reader off if they don't like your yeah, but political if that's, opinion or whatever. Right. I mean, if exactly. that's you, like what Lindsay Ellis said, you know, the racial stuff she said, but she didn't like, I, I don't know. And then and how many celebrities have gotten in trouble for, you know, not that we're celebrities, but for saying something or doing something and, and then cancel culture comes in and that's it. They're, they're no longer um, viewed in the same light. Right. But what do you mean by cancel uh, cancel culture? Because there should be repercussions for stuff, right? There should be. Absolutely. Like if you work for Disney and you say some transphobic, homophobic stuff, Disney is obviously going to fire you because, you know, it's Disney. But that attests to the fact that when you're on social media, you still have to treat it like work because you have yeah. to make sure that you don't piss off your boss or mm -hmm. your readers or, you know, it, it's it's not really as fun as I think the rest of the world gets to use it for. Yeah, but some things I I mean, I, I kind of have no filter, but I don't mind pissing off some of those people. Like if you're racist or sexist, like you know, if you're a jump supporter or whatever, then I'm like, I'm fine with pissing you off because, you know, you're obviously doing things that affect me and my people. It's like, then I don't need you as a reader or anything. But Did I just offend anybody now? I No, no, I get that. <laughs> I, I do. And and I feel the same way. Like, I, I don't want certain people reading my stuff. But you have to wonder, like, the future repercussions years down the road if you're, a tweet that you posted comes back mm -hmm. up to bite you in the butt, which does happen a lot to a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah, I've seen that. But that's hard. Like, I don't, even if you're, like, racist, I don't fault you for saying how you feel. I mean, you said it. Just own up to it. Don't lie and be like, oh, my account was hacked or I was having a bad day or all these other excuses. Like, nah, man, you messed up. Uh, just either say you don't care, which obviously you don't care, or, you know, I don't know. That's weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just that's just my... You also have to take into account, too, that people don't read tone in right. text-based post. Oh, so yeah. Sometimes when you're that's being true. funny and, and sarcastic, and you read it as funny and sarcastic, somebody else will read something totally into it that you didn't mean to say, and then that becomes an issue. Yes. So, like... The, that's what I said. It's it's more like work than fun. So I tend to like, I save all my snarky, funny, stupid stuff for Twitter now, and everywhere else, I'm I'm totally professional. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had to say it with a straight face. Oh yes, you did. You you made it until I laughed at you. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> And, and oh. I don't filter myself that much, really. But I, I do keep yeah. in mind, like, during the political seasons and stuff, I, I tend to be a lot more quiet on Facebook because I know that, that that's an area where a lot of my readers are. So I, I tone it down. Twitter, however, Allie was picking on me. She's like, are you picking fights on Twitter again? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my playground. I have fun on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> And now I'm getting picked on by Jonesy over here. Yes, I am professional, <laughs> damn it. Damn. You gotta do the damn it. 
No, when I when I put on the customer service voice to do like the uh, the recordings for uh, the classes that I teach, it's totally. Yeah, perfect. you did. You did. You did beautifully on those. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and, and anybody who hasn't seen them who wants to learn about editing and and getting the damn book written, get her series. <laughs> Yeah, they, all yeah, the videos are now on my YouTube channel. So if they go yeah. to youtube.com slash katiesolitis, right yeah. up at the top is the three recordings from the series I just did for the Henderson Libraries. Um, they're about 40 minutes each, and they go over a lot of the topics that are in the book that I just released, which is write and edit the damn book. And we talk about formatting, or not formatting, we talk about um, editing, we talk about finishing the first draft, we talk about um getting through writer's block we talk about plot structure and characters so there's a lot of good information in there and that's a free class yes yes <laughs> sorry didn't mean to totally go into promo mm -hmm. there speaking of which i've noticed a disturbing trend and maybe it's because I joined more of these groups on Facebook and left, kind of left Writers Cafe or whatever. Yeah. Not that I, not that I uh, talked much in any of these places. But I feel like a huge percentage of uh, writers kind of feel like failures if they're not making a living off their writing, which is, I know I treat it like a hobby or so whatever. But I don't know why. I feel like, man, you shouldn't feel that way. Uh, but I that's, mean, a sale yeah. is a sale is a sale, right? Somebody's re somebody is reading your book. Yeah. You well, know? perception versus reality too. Yeah. Who do we idolize? We idolize the um, Stephen Kings. The I was going to say J.K. Rowling, but she's kind of <laughs> cancel culture got her because uh, she wasn't she's, saying she's still a billionaire. Anything. I think she's good. Yeah, yeah, she can laugh all the way to the bank. So, mm -hmm. um, but we idolize those authors who have made it into like, you know, the stratosphere with their fame and their fortune. There's a lot of authors who are barely getting by. There's a lot of authors who um, are just starting out. There's a lot of authors that are, use it as a hobby. It takes all kinds. So the, the perception has to be a little more grounded in reality for the authors that are expecting to make it big. Right. Well, I, think, I think the issue is most writers, most people, I guess, uh, don't have their like what's their goal like I can tell you with me when it comes to writing my goal is to get better with each subsequent book I like to think so but my goal is not not to live it off full-time I mean if that's your goal that's fine but I feel like most people don't know what their goal is do they want to get better do they want to enjoy it do they want to just release a book or do they want to you know support themselves full-time I feel like not like having a goal kind of messes you up if that makes any sense yeah then again creatives are not always known for having the most realistic <laughs> ideas of what they want to do because I mean, we're often writers we're thinking we're up here <laughs> yes but yeah you're right they, and, right. and yeah. you know it's it's back to grounding a little bit more in reality you know have some realistic expectations have some goals that you can set to achieve and when you get there don't just stay at that level. Look for the next level and keep keep getting better. Keep expanding. Yeah, treat it as a, I mean, you have to treat it as a business once you get past the, you know, the love of writing. We all love to write. We all love to create the worlds that we do. Once we get into this authorship, you know, published stuff, you've got to start to step back and say, okay, what's the business side? If my goal is to make, wait, what do you mean by unrealistic? Yeah, okay. Um, you know, if, if our goal is to somehow earn a living at this, we have to treat it as a business. For, for, for those of us that have the full-time day jobs, um, we, we um, I just read the last, last couple things, sorry, and lost track of my, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got a fight going on in the chat, <laughs> chat room right now. Oh, that is my son. <laughs> Destroying worlds. I love him. <laughs> um, there, there was a meme that was floating around that was like, explain your job badly. 
And I yeah. said, I, I'm the, the goddess of many worlds and I enjoy torturing the creatures that I've created. Mm -hmm. And I sell the stories of their torture <laughs> to humans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was my job description. Yes. <laughs> I completely lost track of where I was going. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're talking about treating it like a business. You've got to, you know, have a level head. You've got to have expectations. Yes. You've got to you devote the time. And if writing isn't paying the bills, sometimes you shift focus and like I did, and you become somebody who helps others in mm -hmm. the things that they do. So you can still write, but you're also helping, you know, further the independent writing community. You get, yeah, I mean, you, you give back in a different way, <laughs> not just writing. You know, you help others move along. Of course, that's your business. So <laughs> it's, it's not out of the goodness of your heart. You can't feed your family <laughs> out of the goodness know, of your heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I just feel like, you know, writers shouldn't feel like a failure for not supporting or living living the dream. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's the other thing that plagues us writers? Imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So I, I can see, you know, if, if a book is selling horribly one month or God forbid you get the one star review, that, that mm -hmm. tends to crush people's spirits for a little while. Maybe not completely, but there's those moments of imposter syndrome coming in where you're just, I'm a failure. I'm never going to write again. Yeah, or you or you jump from Kindle Unlimited to wide and everything just plummets. And then you have to build it all back up or the other way around. It's also, you know, with 61 titles going back and forth, it's a pain in the butt. Uh -huh. <laughs> Especially when you load them on to all the different sites instead of using an aggregator. Oh, God. <laughs> because no. you want that extra 5%. <laughs> Look, it's not worth the 5%. It's not. We have that many titles. <laughs> oh, my God. Make your life easier. I, see, I'm yeah. path of least resistance. That That's... How can I make things as simple and easy so that I can set it and forget it and do something else? Well, I did. I did that recently, and I, I and I was sitting there, and I, it took me like three days to do all that. And I looked at my mother-in-law at dinner. I said, "If I decide not, you know, to because we live with my in-laws, I, I said, if I decide to do this again, everybody at this table tell me no." <laughs> if I decide to go, you know, full in or full out. So we have a, a in our house there's a step stool. And the yeah. step stool is because I'm short, everyone else in my house is short, and the littles when they want to get something in the cabinet they always need a step stool. But the step stool gets left out all the time. Mm -hmm. And the rule yeah. is whoever left the step stool out, <laughs> somebody gets to punch him in the arm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tripping over it. So it's mm. become kind of comedy in our house that you know if Zoe leaves it out, Hunter's mm. like I'm going to punch her. He won't actually well, do it. You but see that little white thing? Yeah, I see it. Yep, that's mine. So, <laughs> so I'm all... That is your step stool. Yes. If you decide to change back again, we all get to punch you in the arm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 4'10", so <laughs> I haven't even hit five feet. So I need that, <laughs> especially when the you know cabinets go to the ceiling. Oh yeah, I'm I'm five foot one, actually just wow. under one. So I I yeah. know we all need the step stool, yes. but that, that's yeah. the, the analogy for you. If you decide to do that again, it's yep. that your step stool being left out in the middle of the floor, we get to punch you in the arm. <laughs> I don't oh, need you a step more stool. Comments. Hold on, what did Willie? The fun part of writing is even when you get criticized, it's another way of improving. I like his outlook. I really do. You taught him well. Thank you. <laughs> cattle prod. Oh, yes. It's not punching. It's a cattle prod. There you go. So, Mark, yeah. then how do you combat that feeling of, of maybe if you haven't achieved what you wanted to? What, what do you do? How do you turn it into productivity? Um, for writing? Yeah. Yeah, but see, my goal is to get better. My goal is so, I think I get, even if it's just a little, I don't know, my, I always have, it's weird, I'm a weird person. Like, I always think of, uh, you know, that movie, Rudy? Yep. So I like to think of what Charles S. Dutton said to, uh, 
Frodo, Frodo, Sam, Samwise Gamgee, he was like, you ain't got to prove nothing to nobody but yourself. So I always think of that, like, I don't, I don't have to prove anything to other people. Um, so that's kind of my mentality, whether it's the right one or not. Maybe that's why I've never been promoted uh, at any of my jobs. I don't care, but then I don't take their crap. So I'm not trying to get <laughs> overstressed and overworked for my uh, meager wage. So uh, I'm like, I, I'm good at what I do. I like to think. Uh, so, you know, just I try not to worry because I can't control what you guys think of me. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe to a certain extent I can. I can't control your actions. I can't control any of that. The only thing I can control and worry about is myself. I can influence things a little bit, not too much because I'm not rich and have very little power. So once I learned that, I'm like, you can give me one stars, you can say my thing's bad, you can do whatever. Like if I'm if I'm worth so much of your time for that and I'm not even thinking about you, something's wrong with you, not me. I like that outlook. I wish I could adopt that that chill. Yeah, really chill, yeah. <laughs> Some of that. I, I suffer from the opposite, which is um, thinking way too much about what other people think instead of just concentrating on what I can do. So I, I need a little of that kind of energy. Well, I like to think, well, I used to think this way, like when I was a teenager, I'd be like, oh man, I'm afraid of asking out girls. What what if she says no? What if this is this? What if she laughs? Blah, blah, blah. And then once I got in my 30s, I did a lot more dating in my 30s and late 20s. And I was like, what's the worst that could happen? That's what I was thinking. Oh, she says no. I guess the worst thing, she could laugh at me, whatever. And then, you know, I started to get more dates. So I like to think of it that way. Like, what, what's the worst that someone online can do to me? I guess nowadays you could dox me. But <laughs> aside from that, like, but generally speaking, What's the worst I could do? Like, That's be true. a keyboard warrior, type some words. You're like, eh, you're nobody. Like, you're nobody to me. Uh, no, no offense. If, <laughs> you know, like, you know what I mean? Yes, we do now. We get the context. We totally yeah. get the context. And you're right. And uh, that is the thing most people struggle with is they don't think of the worst that they can say is is words. You know, that old sticks and stones can't hurt me. Or uh, sticks yeah. and stones can break my bones. Words will never hurt me. They don't think about that. Right. They, they take everything as, as like, it's really going to hurt when it's just words. No, words words can hurt. Don't get me wrong. But If you care, like, they hurt. If you don't yeah, care, Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're not going to care what words hurt. You shouldn't care what oh, some words hurt from a stranger. Like, if it's your parents or your kids or it's your friend, it's obviously going to hurt more. But these are strangers. Like, why do you care? Yeah. Yeah. People put yeah, way I, I've, weight, I've, and, and I'm, I'm in that category. I am people. I put yeah. way too much weight into the the things other people think. Yeah, I'm gonna learn that that Zen that you've got there. Well, I, I it comes with age, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> you you get to you get to a point. You know, you either have it when you're young, like Mark, or it gets to the point where you know you're you know hitting your shift mid fifties, and you're like, I really don't care what people think. I'm doing this because I love it, you know, I, but I'm not living off the funds. That is the biggest difference between me and, you know, you, Katie, you're trying to live off this. This is your money making. This is your livelihood. Yeah. You know? Which is yeah, why I spend more time working on other people's stuff than my own right now. Yeah. Because I have to put the focus on what pays the bills right now. Right. Exactly. So, so that's where, you know, Mark and I have the freedom because we've got the day job. I mean, we really do. We've got the day job yeah. that sort of funds us. And this is a side gig. You know, <laughs> I opened up a publisher with somebody else as a side gig, but, you know, to, to help writers get published. But, you know, it's not, it's not lined in my pockets with gold. And I never really expected it to. It would be nice. My husband would... Yeah, it matter I'm hiding it from my husband. In that gallery over there. <laughs> yeah, I got the peanut gallery here. Um, it would be nice, but you know, it's it's. I guess my expectations are, I'm writing this because I love writing it, and the people that read it love to read it. You know, and hopefully someday something goes wild. But you know. Yeah, but do you ever think like if you the money would change you? Because I've noticed. <clears throat> 
I've noticed some people, like there was a, a prolific writer slash podcaster. I don't know if I'll call her out. Oh, yeah, who cares? So, so months ago, right? Do you guys remember what happened with Mark Dawson? Like, he's a popular name, but I don't remember anything yes. specifically so happening I, with him. I remember him mainly because we share similar first names uh -huh. and he's pretty big. But was it in January? I don't know. It was not too long ago. He he bought a lot of books to he tried to game the system. He bought a lot of books to like boost his rankings or something over in the UK. I mean, you could Google all this. I don't remember. He got a lot of flack for it. Okay. He had to shut down his yeah. Twitter account, which I think he did cool. for like a week. Which who cares? That's what they all do. And yeah. and then, but my issue wasn't with him. I mean, my issue was with him because he's kind of that's kind of scummy. My issue was with like uh, Joanna Penn from the Creative Pen. Oh no. So, I, li I like her stuff and I would listen uh, I would listen to her stuff but now whenever I hear her stuff I got to take it with a, a huge grain of salt because her she would work with Mark Dawson a lot with her the courses and all that so you could tell that she makes a significant amount of money this is one thing I don't like writers tend to prey on other writers she makes mm -hmm. a significant amount of money with his courses so she has news I think mm -hmm. like every week but she didn't mention that at, at all because she knew it would affect, you know, affect her business, which would affect her income. Mm. So it's, mm -hmm. I think uh, really disappointing that she did that. Like, I get it. You want money. You want to ride, live the dream or whatever. But the fact that apparently you're, you have a price and you've just been bought. At least that's my way of thinking. I don't know. Uh, Most people, though, do have their price. Yeah, but their prices are really low. Like, <laughs> like you got it for me. You got it. Like, I don't know because it's weird. So maybe because I'm a pri I'm a very prideful man. I guess like Lucifer or whatever, or Vegeta or some other <laughs> mythical figure. So like, my word means a lot. But then if I'm like money, like that's what I don't understand with rich people. Like, what are you gonna do with the money? You can't take it with you unless you're a Viking or Egyptian. <laughs> there's no pursuit you have so much of it like is it really gonna hurt but i guess i, I don't know i, don't I guess know. it hurt her i don't know <laughs> disappointing i still listen to her show she has good interviews but i don't really trust I, anything I, she says i'm know. not sure if you know if i fell into you know the lottery or something like that either either with my books or the real lottery i don't know how much i'd change honestly because well, you know i've got i i as living the life I want to live, I'm not that materialistic either. Mm. You know, I, <laughs> you I can't go, take it with you. <laughs> I would probably go through a period of of I get enjoying the money because yes. I've, I've lived hand to mouth for pretty much my entire life. Yes. So I would probably yes. enjoy it for a while, yes. but I also can't sit idly by and do nothing. So mm -hmm. I would have to get back to what I love, and what I love is is writing. So. Yeah. I would probably not work as much in the the client side and probably start push, putting out more books because mm -hmm. then I would be able to do it without the guilt of of knowing that my time is stretched between things. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, that's when, you know, you maybe take a look at advertising a little bit more seriously. <laughs> advertising. You know, well, I mean, seriously, you know? <laughs> have, and that's the thing, the, the authors who have made really good money with it have a lot of times reinvested that money into the ads which continues the cycle yes and it, it, yeah it goes up and up and up yeah well have you guys i've i've noticed this like over the years even though I, you know i don't keep up on news there seems to be a lot more writers preying on other writers mm -hmm. like that's how they make their money right yeah it's so the it's, get rich quick scheme yeah, yeah that's very scummy like if 51 percent of your business isn't actually a fiction and you're marketing yourself as this is how you can make six figures writing fiction, but you're making most of your money off selling writing. the courses on the how to. Yeah. And that's, that's what's, wrong. What's funny is a lot of those times when I see those ads come up because I'll recommend things to clients that I think would benefit them. A lot of times I go and check their books out and see what their books look like. And if they're selling as well as they claim that they're selling. And sometimes I, I find that they're not selling at all. They are doing exactly what, what you said. Right. They're making money off of off selling of the idea people. that they make money. 
Right. But there are some that legitimately, like Brian Cohen, he's yeah. really good with what he does. And he offers his services free to people to take an introductory class. And he goes yeah. for an entire week, three times a year, teaching people how to properly use the ad platforms, right. what to do, all the secrets. Those I will start recommending to people because I know they're legitimate. They're not yeah. just preying on authors. But you're right. There are so many out there. And if you do a, just a little bit of homework on them, you'll find that they're full of shit. Yeah, Mark Dawson and Joanna Penn, I guess. <laughs> and Joanna Penn was really good. Like, oh, she comes off as personal, right? It might be the English accent, like, oh, hello, hello, routine crumpets. But man, after after her not met, like, it would have been one thing if she mentioned it, but she she like avoided it. And then I heard an interview lately where she avoided something else with the police officer. God knows they're scum, they're scum too. But like, it's like. So you have you have a you have a thing. It's good to know, but I don't trust you, even though I love your accent. David Gogren, he's another one that's really good, and he's got a lot of informative YouTube platform stuff that he puts out. Mm -hmm. I, I like following him, and he's another one that I recommend. So thank you, Anita. Yeah, there were a few. There's been a lot of people I haven't heard from. I don't even know what happened to Conrad. He's still around, Jay Conrad. He was like I haven't heard from him in a while either. No. I read his books. His books were terrible. His oh. fiction books. But like, oh. I liked his advice in the beginning, and then I actually read his work. And I was like, Yeah, he had oh. all the uh, the alcohol books. Well, yeah, the bad porn parody of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I did not read that one. <laughs> so, it was so bad. Like I've read these people that are like big, and then I read their books. I'm like, it's not that good. But I guess their goal isn't to get better. Their goal is to make money. So they're, they're winning at that. I, so I got to respect that they're completing their goal. Somewhat. You look at it that way. Yeah. They, yeah. They've achieved yeah. their goal and they did what they set out to do. But I, so, I do think that authors do have to have realistic goals when they start out. They do need to understand that it's a process. There's a lot of growth and it takes time and yes, money, unfortunately, to really see what the, the end goals are going to be that they can achieve. That's yeah, sad. Yeah, the, vis the visibility factor for us is, is uh, aw. <laughs> I mean, Spilling Ink, for example, we yes. we are, you know, pretty much the same as we've been since we started. Our goal was to reach out to authors, to yes. learn from each other, to, you know, introduce our audience to new authors that are out there. And we kind of kept the same thing going for, what, five years now? Yeah. I I've, been you on, guys. I've been on for what? Three now? Yeah, I think you've been on for three? three. Yeah. Is it three? Being on the show? I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, because, yes. And, and yeah, we last year, last year was the last year. So <laughs> I can't count the last year. Yeah, you're right. Three years. Right. But we do have a sponsor. We're not monetized. Mm -hmm. um, and our sponsor covers the, the cost of the show. So we have uh, Joe's going to now and Rebecca, who's teasing us in the comment section. There yeah. are sponsors that help us cover the cost of running StreamYard and our podcast connection so that we can get out there. But we do it because we love doing this. We love, you know, coming on here every week and reaching out to, you know, our indie collective and meeting all the authors that are out there, you know, doing the grind just like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. I like that. See, you guys have integrity. We have we have fun doing this too, and 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 we've had some serious shows and some really really great learning shows, yeah, and yes, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, the last couple of you know, last week was the last week. No, last week was uh, Virginia with uh, the the second half of the PTSD. Yes. Yes. yes, that that was really helpful to anybody who had PTSD or depression or anything like that. So so stuff like that you know, is great to be able to share with people. We love it. <laughs> I love doing it, you know, most times. <laughs> Except when I'm not no. sick or, or, or have company and drinking. And <laughs> I know what you mean. I used to interview some people when I had a show and I did learn a lot. It's one of the reasons I enjoyed it. Uh, too bad I pod paid it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, and it's good for keeping up on the industry too, because like we said at the very beginning, it changes so no quickly. Yeah, uh, I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't know that. 
I'm so happy about that. You can't understand how happy I am. I never used images. I never used images, so I'm like, it didn't affect me. But it's one less thing to format, I guess. So, well, a lot of people like to put like chapter heading images yeah. in their book. Yeah. And they want that pretty chapter page. Well, yeah. to get that, you know, anchor in a corner, you know, top corner image, you have to be able to type in the code to tell it where to put it and how big to put it. And Moby was not good about that. And it was a pain in the ass. EPUB made life easier and it was just, it was a better format overall. But Amazon, because Amazon created the Moby format, wasn't wanting to give up its prized possession. Mm -hmm. Didn't want to admit defeat. Yeah. Corporations are evil. What can you say? Uh, <laughs> I say that and I just started one. A big corporations are evil. <laughs> small businesses are good. Yeah, small, small shut businesses. global, everybody. The backbone of the, the economy, small businesses. They step on our backbone. Of course, then, you know, there's the whole being your own boss life, which is, is totally different than what you expect it to be. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a topic for a totally different episode. <laughs> we will touch on that one later. Sorry. The dog <laughs> just brought me a wet bear. <laughs> like, <laughs> just your face right after I said that was perfect. <laughs> Sorry. It was just like a wet bear. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, well. We're coming up towards moment. the end here. So anybody else want to say anything before we uh, say uh, our love for our second sponsor and head on out for the, the week? Oh, do I go it, first? Or? Yeah, go first, Mark. <laughs> um, do I have anything to say? Oh, I miss Create Space, really. It was very good. That's all I got. <laughs> Me too. Because Amazon never corrected the one issue I had with their KDP print form, which is that stupid bar across the book that says not for sale. Mm -hmm. And the reason I don't like this is because even if I am purchasing a book as a proof, yep. if it is a sellable quality book, I want to earn the money back that I had to spend to get it. Yeah. Send me a book that has a big old thing that says not for sale on it. I have now just wasted the four dollars of wholesale and the four dollars of shipping. So we've got a you know a, an eight dollar to ten dollar book that I can't recoup any costs on. So it's a big like, I don't I like, like keeping it. those. I like keeping mm. those are cool. No, because like, it ruins like, your cover art. It, it like uh, right across the best parts of the cover. Yes, it does. I just hate getting like twenty <laughs> different packagings for like each book on different days. I'm like, oh, it's very eco-friendly of you, Amazon. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've all had that happen. Yeah. Friggin' 10 packages one day came in. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we all hate the bar, yes. See, yeah. you can even proof the cover with the bar because it covers your, yeah, yeah, that is my biggest issue. CreateSpace never did that. No, they didn't. And let me tell you, CreateSpace had the best customer service. Yes, thank yeah. you. You had a problem with your book. I had a, an order that I was getting ready to go to a convention and it was a last minute order. I ordered the books. They came in and they were wrong. The color was just completely off. I've always had issues with purple on book covers. They never print properly. And so I called up CreateSpace, told them what was going on, took a picture, sent it. They sent the new books to the convention for me. Ooh, oh, that was nice. They were so freaking good. I loved CreateSpace. <laughs> so yeah, we, we should we should have a create space episode. How much yeah. we love create space. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we do need to show a little love to Rebecca because she is always showing us love and she is our second sponsor for the show, which allows us to stream to both Facebook and YouTube and help cover that co uh, cost for podcasting. So Rebecca does live readings and hangouts on her Facebook page. Look her up. Come hang out. Listen to her read. She is fabulous, and she has some really, really awesome books. That is Mistress Rebecca Dirty Jonesy, and I promise you will be entertained. Thank you, Rebecca. Yes, and and Rebecca is my beta reader for what's coming for me in June. Mm. Yes, in June, this puppy is coming out. Dragon <gasps> Tempest. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God, that so, is a good cover. So that is coming out in June, and I'm going through edits right now, and we are 
almost there <laughs> before it goes to my former ed formal editor in the beginning of June. So mid June, I think I think it's on pre-order on Amazon for like the 22nd of June. But yeah. Yay! Awesome. Awesome. And it will be everywhere. <laughs> Can't wait. That is such a beautiful cover. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And Mark, when is yours coming out? Probably August-ish. Okay. <laughs> as soon as the website's done. Uh, otherwise, I could hit publish now. But, you know, probably August when I redesign the website. All right. So. Well, we'll check back in with you and yeah. see what's going on later this summer. Maybe have you back on for the release. Oh, that's sooner than five I years. Know. I know. <laughs> that's been on. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll help you pimp that book out a little bit. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That is it for the for us this week. We will be back, as always, next Saturday with some more authors to introduce you to, some more fun conversation, and uh, just general antics. So happy Mother's Day, everybody. Yes. Thank happy you. Mother's Day to all the mamas out happy there. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.